Hello, ako si Jess Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffer Podcast episode kung saan hihimayin natin ang mga mayinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffer's News Break, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode ito, pag-uusapan natin ang petitions laban sa pagtakbo ni Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. sa pagkapresidente. Ibinasura ng Commission on Elections ang isang petition na naglalayang ikansela ang kanyang Certificate of Candidacy. Ngunit isa lamang ito sa nakabinbin ng mga isyu laban sa kanya sa COMELEC. Ano ang dapat abangan ng publiko o dapat malaman ng publiko rin sa mga natitirang petitions? Paano maapektuhan nitong mga isyu na ito ang paparating na eleksyon at yung campaign period na mangyayari in February? Kasama ko ngayon na dalawang reporters ng Rappler na sinusundan ng isyong ito closely. Una ay si Lian Buwan who covers the courts and also the campaign of Marcos. Hi Lian! Thank you for having me here. At nandito rin si Dwight Tileon, who covers Comelec. Hi, Dwight. Hi, Judes. Hi, Lian. So, thank you guys for joining me today. Excited ako na maging uh, parang takapagtanong ng mga questions na nakabinbin sa utak ko. Excited ako sa magiging discussion natin today. Kasi talaga namang kaabang-abang ang mga nangyayari sa Comelec, sa campaign, lalo na campaign period na surrounding this issue. So, for my first question, Dwight, this is for you. Nasana tayo dito sa mga petition laban sa kandidatura ni, ni Bongbong Marcos, ni Ferdinand Marcos Jr. Ano ang latest update sa mga ito? Yeah, well, Judas, recently, uh, Ferdinand Marcos Jr. was handed an important victory when the Comelec Second Division junked a high-profile petition seeking to cancel uh, his certificate of candidacy. So that's only one, though. Uh, maraming petisyong finale kay Ferdinand Marcos Jr. sa Commission on Elections. Uh, siguro mas magandang bilangin lang siya kung ilan pa ba yung inaabangan nating uh, ruling uh, na lalabas sa division level. Uh, for example, uh, dahil may dalawang division, sa so first division, may tatlong consolidated petitions na magkakaroon lamang ng isang single o na isang ruling lamang. Tapos sa second division, meron pang dalawang uh, petition isa dito, disqualification petition, tapos yung pangalawa, assertive, uh, petition to cancel COC na hindi pa rin nagkakaroon ng ruling. So, magkakaroon ng ruling doon. So, basically, tatlong uh, rulings ang hinihintay natin sa division level. Pero doon sa end bank level, ito yung parang mas mataas na level sa COMELEC, uh, may dalawang petition dito na ang petitioners nakapag-file na ng uh, appeal or motion for reconsideration. So of course, the COMELEC and BAC will have to decide on that uh, soon. When? Kung, kung may timetable, we don't have that. Uh, we just know that the commissioners are aware that uh, this is an important case, this is an important issue, and that these have to be resolved as soon as possible. Uh, Doon tayo ngayon focus sa unang petition na ginang na ng division, no? Diyan, pinag-usapan natin sa previous podcast on the cases yung uh, konsepto ng moral turpitude and material representation. How did the comic division rule on this or ano yung discussion nila tungkol dito sa dalawang concepts na to? Can you uh, care to explain to us ano yung gist na nabasa mo tungkol dito? Right. Um, so yung moral turpitude, the second division of the COMELEC ruled that um, failure to file a tax ITR is not a crime of moral turpitude. They were echoing the Supreme Court actually. It's the third division of the Supreme Court na nag-pronounce noon noong pinayagan nilang maging executor ng will ng Fernand, Ferdinand E. Marcos estate, si Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos. So it's a related ruling. So sinabi doon dati ng Supreme Court, uh, it's a third division ruling penned by former Chief Justice Justado Peralta is also Ilocano. 
sinabi niya doon na failure to file an IPR is not a crime of moral turpitude. At yun ang inadopt ng second division ruling. Um, ang isa kong napansin dito ay doon sa pinagbasehan nilang ruling ng Supreme Court, um, sinabi doon na Failure to file an ITR is not a crime of moral turpitude. Ang pwedeng maging crime of moral turpitude is something that of a willful evasion of tax. So had Marcos been convicted of tax evasion, kung hindi minodify ng CA yung ruling nila noong 1997, could tax evasion have been a crime of moral turpitude? Hindi rin tayo sure kasi hindi rin ganun kakategorical yung sinabi ng Supreme Court. So that's why I said in my summary article is that Nung minodify ng CA yung ruling ng 1997, kind of removed all of um, Bongbong's, Marco, uh, Bongbong's problems for him kasi nga na-acquit siya of tax evasion as failure to file ITR na lang. Kasi nga daw, hindi naman daw yun crime of moral turpitude dahil parang hindi naman sinasadya, wala siyang, hindi siya ano, willful uh, deception sa taong bayan, parang ganun. Yung sumunod naman, yung material represent, uh, misrepresentation, Um, nag-agree ang second division na yung information na pertinent here, which is yung kung qualified ba siya or disqualified from running, that is material to the case. Importante siya. Pero sabi ng second division, hindi siya misrepresentation on the part of Bongbong Marcos. Basically, they agreed to all the arguments of, um, of uh, Attorney Estelito Mendoza, which is that Malinaw sa utak ni Marcos na hindi siya disqualified kasi the CA did not disqualify him. There was no prison sentence. There was no perpetual disqualification written in the ruling. So to Marcos's mind, um, he was qualified and in fact he had been uh, allowed to run and serve um, for uh, many elective positions. So yun yung naging ruling ng second division ng COMELEC. May next question ko is for the vote of you, no? pero ikaw siguro yan muna at dapat sumagot una. Did you guys expect na yung nag-i-desisyon ng division na to on this specific petition? Why or why not? Siguro let's start with Lian. Yes. <laughs> um, hindi naman 100% yes, pero medyo nakikinita ko na that they would um, rule that way. It's not in any other way na alam kong kikiling or whatever yung um, second division um, sa kanila. It's just that to me, um, in my coverage of of the justice beat, um, na, parang na-expect ko na because nga, no, pag binasa mo nga yung um, Court of Appeals ruling noong 1997, parang, oh, hindi nga naman kasi talaga ni right in. And I'm not saying I agree with uh, the division, nor do I disagree. Uh, it's it was just my my um in, parang yun lang yung forecast ko and um talking to other lawyers also parang sabi nga nila um kasi yung CA talaga eh, uh, when the CA ruled that way in 1997 whether it was a correct judgment or an incorrect judgment eh parang na nawala yung mga problema ni Marco so in a way i yes i expected uh, that ruling yeah Dwight? Ako din, I agree with Lian. And at the same time, yes, I sort of expected then the ruling just because, well, for a while, hindi ako tulad ni Lian na may years of experience uh, covering the judiciary. Ako parang, mag-iisang taon pala ako covering the COMELEC. But, you know, in my conversations then with fellow reporters and my beat and having read uh, the the back and forth, ganyan, doon sa, doon sa case, we got the sense na hindi ganun din ka-receptive yung 
uh, second division sa sa arguments or sa mga finafile uh, na documents ng mga pet ng petitioners and i remember there was one time that the uh, second division extend an inextendable deadline for the Barcos camp and yun nga lumabas din yung uh, ruling mismo ng second division they sort of uh, really just agreed with the with most of the uh, arguments presented by the Marcos Cap. So in a way yes we we're, we're expecting it and again parang kahit pag binasa mo rin yung case um you sort of get the impression that it's it remains an uphill climb for the petitioners talaga na ma-cancel uh, yung certificate of candidacy ni uh, ni Bongbong Marcos because there's nothing in uh, in the 1997 CA ruling na, uh, categorically stating that uh, he's disqualified uh, from public office. But having read the decision, Dwight, no, what stood out for you after you read the decisions, uh, na, na, pa, na process mo, ano yung parang nagstood out for you or nabigla ka ng binasa mo or nagstick with you? Parang, uh, and do you think that this is something na uh, parang characteristic of the case on hand or hindi naman parang kakaiba na? Well, siguro in general, uh, medyo uh, napansin din namin uh, yung tone doon sa uh, ruling. Uh, there were a lot of uh, modifiers or adverbs used na doesn't sound like um a, a, a decision that would be that was written uh that would be written by the second division parang they use the words shamelessly uh to describe uh the, how the petitioners frame their arguments uh desperately if i'm not mistaken uh clutching at straws so in and and the, the the petitioners in their motion for partial reconsideration did mention uh na parang there is something off with the way uh, the ruling uh, was was penned, um, and that it could have been uh, written better. So, ayon. Yeah. Lian, ab- ab- what about you? Ano yung nagsulat for, for you sa decision na to? Nag-stand out for me talaga yung separate opinion ni Commissioner Antonio Co. Because um, yung kanyang reasoning is, uh, that that's the first time at least in this case, that I'm learning of that kind of reasoning, which is, okay, <laughs> belabor ko na naman yung point, no? Um, yun kasing the main reasoning of the petitioners is that by sheer conviction of failure to file IPR, disqualified na kaagad si Marcos because th- there is a perpetual disqualification na accessory penalty ng tax code. For the second division, sinasabi nila na yung perpetual disqualification of the tax code, hindi siya applicable to Marcos because wala siya sa CA ruling and that it um, parang present lang siya nung 1986, uh, nung 1994 PD which took effect in 1986. So para sa second division, hindi na-cover yung crimes which happened from 1982 to 1985. Eh di ba ang 1985 ITR mo, fina-file mo siya ng March 1986, PD 1994 took effect in January or February ata 1986. But for the second division, sabi nila, nasa Hawaii na ang mga Mar- si Marcos Jr. So hindi na siya public officer at that time. So therefore, PD 1994, which introduced the perpetual disqualification, is no longer applicable to him. 
commissioner ko had a different um, view, and this is the first time that I'm learning of this view, is that para sa kanya, PD-1994 rightfully still applies to Marcos because he was a public officer when he earned those ta that, that, that taxable income. Pero para sa kanya, there are two kinds of penalty. One is accessory penalty, and number two is principal penalty. For him, yung perpetual disqualification is a principal penalty. And the principal penalty for him needs to be explicitly written in a ruling. And in the CA ruling in 1997, hindi siya explicit. It's really interesting for me because when you go to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is not a trier of facts. Hindi nila titignan um, lahat ng mga facts ng nangyari kay Marcos. They are only concerned with questions of law. And what Commissioner Ko pointed out is a question of law. Is perpetual disqualification in the tax code really a, 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 pe, a principal penalty or an accessory penalty? That's a question of law and that would be interesting to see when it goes to the Supreme Court. Because yeah. those are the kinds of things that Supreme Court will resolve. Yeah. You mentioned nga na parang bago or kakaiba itong nakita mo, nabasa mo dun sa separate opinion. May nakikita ka bang effect ito in the long term? Parang will this open a kind of worms or napahaba pa ito magiging discussion pa or nag-open ba ito ng another plane of uh, parang discussions on this issue? Not naman that it opens a can of firms, but it's interesting to be raised. Because if that is Commissioner Ko's um, thinking, and he's a commissioner of the COMELEC, mapapaisip ka, ganun din bang thinking nila Commissioner Guanzon sa first division? Because they handle disqualification. At yung, yung usapin na yun is really about disqualification. So, um, would it be as pertinent in the first division cases? Ganun ba yung magiging um, takbo ng isip nila Commissioner Guanzon and the other commissioners of the first division? So, hindi naman nag, sa nag-open siya ng kind of firms, pero um, instantly, parang, ay, meron palang ganung usapin. So, you would wonder now if if commissioners, the other commissioners have the same thinking. And if not, aakit sila sa COMELEC, would any of the 15 justices of the Supreme Court have the same thinking as Commissioner Ko? And Dwight, what was the reaction of those who filed this petition, specific petition, the Jinak Nakomelec Division? Ano na nakita nilang next step daw? Well, yes, as I mentioned earlier, nag-file na nga sila ng uh, motion for partial consideration uh, sa Comelec and Bank. And doon sa, sa motion na yun, they are uh, asserting that the uh, second division uh, made a mistake uh, when it ruled na wala namang false material representation sa COC ni Marcos. And yun nga, katulad ng sinabi ni Lian, na for them, uh, because uh, Marcos uh, was uh, was found guilty of uh, violating the amended tax code, well, that means uh, there was an accessory penalty of perpetual uh, disqualification attached to it. So dahil, uh, dahil sa paningin ng petitioners, uh, uh, he violated that uh, or is already uh, my perpetual disqualification uh, he violated uh, the, uh, the when he uh, violated uh, the COC nagsabi siya dun na disqualified for um, or they didn't commit any material misrepres misrepresentation then aside from that uh, the petitioners ask uh, the um, the commissioners of the second division to mandatorily uh, 
inhibit from the case kasi yun nga they are accusing them of manifest bias in their decision but we already talked to the Comelec and for one uh, the Comelec stands by uh, its commissioners even uh, pointing out the um, judicial uh, the, the experience in the judiciary of uh, Commissioner Socorro and Ting and sinabi rin naman ni, uh, ni spokesman James Jimenez na in the end ito rin mga uh, ito rin tatlong commissioners na to ang magde-decide kung mag-inhibit ba sila sa, uh, sa petition. So my next question, given the context na, uh, na ngayon sa, sa particular decision na to and yung particular division, ano yung prospect ng appeal na to? Tingin mo, Dwight? Ano yung dapat, factor na dapat i-consider if we're talking about the future of this appeal? Uh, mahirap eh, pero una kailangan nating tingnan kung paano ba ma-appreciate ng first division uh, yung mga arguments nila kasi may similar arguments yung first division ay uh, yung yung mga petitions eh na nasa, nasa first division at nasa second division in connection with uh Marcos tax conviction pero another layer to that is uh, three commissioners uh three members of the end bank will retire in February commissioners Antonio Ho in the second commissioner Antonio Ho in the second division commissioner Rowena Guanzon in the first division tapos si chairman Abbas so Dahil tingin natin na yung timeline ng COMELEC, dahil hindi naman ganun kabilis yung pag-resolve ng mga kaso, it is likely na panibagong end bank na yung mag-handle uh, noong mga, nun, at least nung nun dalawang um, uh, petitions na nasa end bank level, including itong petition na final, uh, o yung motion for reconsideration na final ng kampo ni uh, former Supreme Court spokesman Ted. Yeah. And Lian, I know Dwight gave us a rundown of the petitions against Marcos. Pero can you give us a gist ulit of the remaining petitions against Marcos na aside from this result na? And siguro, can you discuss gaano sila kaiba sa, mga, sa napag-desyon na itong uh, pag-cancel ng COC? Mas may wait ba itong mga natitira pa? Or do you think this will, parang mas malaki yung mag-i-effect ito if ever, kung ano mga mag-desyon nito? Um, the remaining three that are consolidated as one sa um, division ng first, sa first division, they are different in such a way that they are a different kind of petition. They are petitions for disqualification. Siguro ang kaibahan is mas straightforward to. Kasi it's a petition to disqualify and their ground is to, to disqualify. Yung sa petition for COC kasi as also um, sinita ng second division ay you want to cancel the COC, but you're invoking grounds for disqualification. At sinabi nga nila, we could have summarily dismissed this petition, pero sige, um, we'll go into the disqualification grounds na. So, yung nasa first division, they're different because they're more straightforward. So, siguro mas, mas direct yung pag, pag, um, pag-tackle ng petition for grounds of disqualification. The other petition for disqualification pending in the second division is yung kina Christian Munsod and the Ateneo Human Rights Center. They, it's also a petition for disqualification. Pero meron kasi silang additional argument and we, um, Dwight and I have talked about this also. Ang ina-argue kasi ni Professor Munsod, who's a former chief of COMELEC and a constitutional framer, um, sinasabi niya na yung multa, yung, yung failure to file an ITR under the revised penal code, yung 
penalty nun, you are also disqualified from the right of suffrage. Ibig sabihin, disqualified ka as a voter. And when you check the constitution, one of the constitutional requirements to become a president, bukod sa natural-born Filipino ka, e dapat registered voter ka. So mayroon silang additional argument that route na he was disqualified as a voter when he was convicted. Therefore, hindi siya hindi niya na-check lahat ng requirement to be, ng constitutional requirement to be a president. So, yun yung isa pa natin titignan how the, how the second division would rule on that. Kasi wala naman silang ganun sa petition to cancel the COC. Yung effect, um, the petition to cancel COC, if it was granted, and if it will be granted and would proceed, it would stop the Marcos candidacy altogether because walang pwedeng mag-substitute sa kanya. And maybe Dwight can discuss it further. Pero kung disqualification yung nag-progress at yun yung nag-grant ng Supreme Court, he can be substituted by any person as long as that person has the same surname as him. Yeah. And Dwight, siguro tingin tayo sa sistema sa COMELEC or sa electoral system sa Philippines din, no? Gano'n ba ka-final itong mga decision ng division sa COMELEC? Kasi we're seeing a lot of social media posts celebrating itong win kuno ni Marcos na patuloy na raw ang kanyang kandidatura. Uh, ano ba ba dapat yung parang le- may level ba sila tulad ng kunyari, di ba may CA, may appeal, mayroong ganun sa, sa, sa labas ng COMELEC. May ganito rin ba sila na uh, iba yung N-Bank sa division? Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple things. Una, yung division level, hindi pa to final-final. Kasi after mag-decide yung... Uh, mga commissioners sa division level, uh, pwede pang mag-appeal yung natalo uh, patungo sa N-Bank. N-Bank siguro, we can describe it as parang buong COMELEC. O yung parang uh, lahat ng commissioners, hindi lang sila tatlo. It can be seven unless parang, uh, ayun nga, may mag-inhibit uh, doon sa sa kaso. Then after that, kung mag-decide ang COMELEC in favor or against someone, yung natalo pwede pang pumunta sa, uh, sa Supreme Court. Yeah. And let's take a look at two scenarios muna bago tayo pumunta sa Supreme Court. First, what if the Comelec decides to disqualify Marcos? Uh, I, I know Leon mentioned ito kanina, pero give us a more uh, uh, more info on this. What will happen to his votes if his name is already included in the printed ballot? Okay, okay. Uh, first, let's clarify. Let's, ano, let's just uh, uh, make it clear na yun nga, may, may, may iba-iba kasing klase ng petitions. May, may, may tinatawag tayong petition to cancel COC, tapos meron tayong pet- uh, disqualification petition. So kapag ang nag-prosper itong mga disqualification petitions, sa ngayon wala pang uh, disqualification petition na, na, na may nilibas ng ruling. Pero kapag ito yung nag-prosper, at for some reason, na-disqualify si Ferdinand Marcos Jr. sa Comelec and Bank and umabot ng final judgment, uh, na-disqualified na talaga si, si Marcos Jr. Maybe siguro abot pa ng Supreme Court before elections. Well, what Marcos can do, well, he has the right of substitution, which means na uh, anyone who has the same surname as his can substitute for him. So right now, nagpiniprint na yung balotay, nakalagay sa balota pangalan ni Marcos Jr. But if people uh, shade uh, this, the circle, the oval, corresponding his name doon sa balot, then uh, magka-count yun doon sa person na nag-substitute sa kanya. Kung, kung ganun yung mangyari, if he decides na, o oh, sige, ito uh, na lang yung papalit sa kanya. Let's say, Amy Marcos. Si Amy Marcos na lang papalit sa kanya dahil nga na-disqualify siya. Pero another thing that could happen, although hindi natin parang medyo malabo na uh, yun nga kung ma-disqualify si Marcos before election day, 
and maano mapilit pa rin siya na alam mo yun na ayaw niya ayaw niya magpa-substitute then yung mga yung mga votes for him on election day mababasay ng mga uh, vote counting machines pero it will be considered stray votes yeah. so wala hindi yes. siya mapupunta sa kahit sino and what happens naman Dwight if community decides on this favor no na i-junk lahat ng petitions may paraan pa ba para harangin ang kandidatura niya yes ayun nga Didiretso tayo sa Supreme Court. Pero alam, pag tinignan natin yung uh, kung gano'ng kabilis mag-decide ng uh, mga cases, ang COMELEC, siguro pati na rin yung Supreme Court, malamang after elections na to ma-resolve kung abot pa tayo sa Supreme Court. I think Lian will be able to answer kung, kung ano yung chances ng mga petitioners kung sa, uh, sa high court na mismo yeah. sila uh, dumulog. And it's an entire different land no yung post election disqualification parang ang dami niyan noon sa dapat talagang tadtarin sa discussion liyan parang lahat ng bagay kahit na ano ay talagang tumarating parang ano eh hangga ba man sa Supreme Court pa rin ng tuloy parang ganoon ang ano can you tell us what should the public need to know about SC and comedy cases. I, I know, hate mo na tinatanong kita palagi na ano yung prospect ito. Kaya yun na lang tatanungin ko. Ano yung mga trends na nakita mo in the past when it comes to comedy cases na umaabot sa Supreme Court? Well, first of all, if you, kasi ang pinaka-closest comparison natin sa kanya is the Grace Poe case in 2015. Doon pa lang, medyo lampas na yung COMELEC ng deadline. Kasi kay Grace Poe, by December, they had already decided. So, nakaakit na sila ng Supreme Court pagdating ng 2016. Um, hindi yan nangyayari ngayon kasi pa, patapos na ang January, um, hindi pa rin tapos yung mga cases kay um, Ferdinand Marcos. Kaya nga nag-Facebook Live kanina si, diba, si Commissioner Guanzon na sinasabi niya na we are past our deadline and I, I, I hope that we can come out Uh, with a ruling as soon as possible. So habang tumatagal yung, yung habang tumatakbo kumbaga ang oras is nagde-dim yung possibility that they that the Supreme Court could resolve this in time for the election or baka ano to parang magkakagulo tayo after the election yung inelect mong presidente the disqualify pala or something like that. And nobody wants that um scenario. Um pangalawa if still comparing to the Grace Poe petition kasi You know, when cases reach the Supreme Court, there are some decisions where they always say na we they are more inclined to just uphold the decision of the lower court or the lower quasi-judicial body. Kasi sila naman yung nag-receive ng mga testimony. Sila yung nag-hash out ng facts. So parang i-uphold na natin kasi that's also for the stability of the jurisprudence and the rule of law. But when you look at Grace Poe, they reversed the COMELEC. Um, Dinisqualify si Grace Poe ng COMELEC pero inap, uh, pinayagan siya ng Supreme Court na maka, makatakbo. So, doon ulit, parang hindi mo rin, biglang naging unpredictable ulit ang mangyayari sa Supreme Court. Doon sa tanong ng matosolve ba nila to in time for um, the elections, You know, there is a rule in the Constitution that says dapat mabilis lang silang mag-decide, but this is barely followed, and they have good reasons for that. Ilang beses nilang justify na whatever we come out is part of the law, so parang hindi kami pwedeng magmadali, so bigyan nyo kami ng panahon, ganun. But you know, the Supreme Court listens to the public, and that much I have proven. 
nakikinig sila, hindi sila magpapasway ng basta-basta and they would say they don't listen to the populace kasi law lang ang ano namin, ang concern namin. But they do listen. I don't know how much they would consider the opinion of the people, but they do know and they're listening and they do know yung taas ng public interest sa kaso na to. And maybe if there's some pressure, not to decide one way or the other, pero yung tapusin nyo ng maaga because kapag pinaabot nyo yan ng very close to the election or even past the election, magugulo naman tayong publiko and nobody wants that. So, siguro for the people, um, if you really want a, an early resolution to this, uh, put public pressure talaga. Nakikinig naman kasi sila. Lian, yung next question ko, uh, baka masyado tong parang curse question for you and the Supreme Court. Uh, sa COMELEC, di ba, malaki, marami nagsasabi na yung composition ng COMELEC ngayon ay malaking factor dito sa nangyayaring kaso ag, 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 sa petitions laban kay Bongbong Marcos. Uh, Bongbong Marcos. Gaano maapektuhan itong, if ever umabot ka sa Supreme Court, how will the SC composition affect itong proceedings? Tingin mo? Sinasabi mo hate ko, hate din nila yan. They, they, they hate being associated with their appointing power kasi para nga sa kanila, lahat naman sila ay inappoint ng kung sino man. Um, but they cannot escape the trend and the historical, yung history nila sa pagboboto. Um, the Supreme Court is, it is a fact that dominated sila by Duterte appointees and it is a fact that they have favored President Duterte majority of the time, parang ilang, il, sa ilan lang ba siya natalo? Isa lang, pero tas may mga sobrang minor, sobrang minor pa yun. Um, ang kaibahan ng discussion dito ay, is President Duterte equals Ferdinand Marcos Jr.? Parang, does it matter that they are appointed by the President? Meron bang bearing yun kay Marcos? I mean, is that the political landscape going into 2022? The president has not even endorsed Ferdinand Marcos and actually has in fact called him a weak leader. So, hindi natin alam. Um, I think yung, yung, it, it's a valid discussion. They hate this discussion, but it is a valid discussion when you um, try to associate who appointed them with the vote and the, the prediction of how likely they will vote in favor of the other, pero in this scenario, parang magbabago yun eh, kasi you don't know kung Duterte is equals Marcos ba in this case. Yeah. And for me, last question, how will this ongoing saga surrounding the Marcos candidacy affect the overall elections? Dwight, siguro in the manner of the electoral process and the actual elections, will this be like parang elephant in the room? sa process and bian sa campaign ni mismo ni Marcos tingin mo madederail ba sila or parang distracted let's begin siguro with Dwight well it will be an an unavoidable topic actually hanggang kahit naman ngayon pa lang eh, every time na may uh, lumalabas na any movement sa mga petitions against kay Marcos we cover it so Hanggang ngayon na wala pang ruling at alam natin na multiple petitions to na aakyat ng aakyat patungo ng uh, patungo ng N-Bank level, patungo ng Supreme Court. This will give Marcos further exposure in a way. And um, siguro mas lalong dadami ay yung uh, conspiracy theories about about the case uh, Siyempre, ang dami, yung mga tao, ang dami nilang opinion dyan. And 
siguro because of this uh, mas lalo lang ani mag, uh, mahirapan tayong uh, mas lalong um, i-fight uh, labanan yung disinformation kasi ngayon pa nga lang parang may mga theories na na bakit kaya pinapa-disqualify si si Bongbong who is behind uh, the uh, the disqualification efforts tapos syempre hanggang pagdating ng election yung mga tao they, they be like um is Duterte behind this is Duterte um Uh, an ally of the Marcoses, or is is he really um, disappointed by him? Kagalit ba niya talaga si Marcos? So these questions, uh, but it's just around it. It's yung uh, yung campaign season, and as to electoral processes, siguro ang ang worry ko lang is that every election uh, may ganitong uh, drama, uh, ganitong spectacle, and I am worried na bakamawala yung tiwala rin ng uh, ng ng ilan sa sa electoral processes natin dahil nga yun nga every election uh, may mga kandidato na uh, nasa subject sa mga disqualification efforts yeah lian on the marcos campaign mismo ang framing dito ng marcos campaign this was a put in one of their pleadings sinasabi nila na actually the petitioners don't even have to win against us They just have to be able to successfully put out a negative campaign against us. So, and that finds that kind of reasoning finds ground when, in again, in 2015 and 2016, when Grace Poe was the leading candidate before 2016, and as we know, she didn't win, and as we know, she was also subjected to disqualification cases. Of course, wala namang science na makakapagsabi sa atin just how much. Um, the disqualification affected her rating sa mga botante. Pero yun yung parallelism na tinitignan mo. And for the petitioners, uh, they are in their right, meron silang karapatan na mag-file ng disqualification against Marcos or anyone for that matter because yun yung binigay sa atin na karapatan eh, ng, ng, ng batas natin. And when you, again, compare the two, Grace Po was Uh, sought to be disqualified dahil hindi daw siya natural-born Filipino kasi foundling siya. Parang when you think of it, parang grabe naman uh, iniwan na nga sa iniwan sa simbahan, lumaki dito. Siyempre Filipino yan, pero pinapa-disqualify mo pa. So when you ask the supporters of Bongbong Marcos, ganun din yung sasabihin nila sa'yo na, ano ba yan? Naghalungkat na naman kayo. Ganyan, parang pa, para lang hindi nakapag-file ng ITR, eh, nakap, nagbayad naman siya ng tax, ganyan-ganyan, something. So to the minds of the support of the candidates who are being sought to be disqualified. Uh, ano, parang, ano, ano tawag dun? Parang, it's a cheap uh, cheap shot against them na parang dahil ba ayo hindi nyo sila kayang talunin sa election, ipapadisqualify nyo. But again, the petitioners have the right to seek the disqualification of these candidates because they are running for president. And the petitioners have a very clear thesis statement sa mga tao. Um, dito sila nagkakaiba ni Grace Po. Kay Grace Po, ang premise ay hindi siya Pilipino and we cannot afford a situation where some sometime in the future a foundling with blue eyes and blonde hair becomes president of the Philippines. Ganun ka-abstract yung kanilang thesis statement. Dito malinaw sa kanila. Ayaw nilang maging pangulo ang isa na namang Marcos and they are not pretending that that is not the case. Malinaw para sa kanila yun. Marinaw para sa kanila yon Ayaw nilang maging pangulo ang isa na namang Marcos. And nakahanap sila ng basis. Convict, 
tax convict siya, meron silang legal grounds, and therefore, they are going to the COMELEC, which is 100% their right. If that will erode the trust of the people in the electorate system, sana hindi. Uh, I hope that it just boosts yung confidence ng mga tao about their resort um, to the rule of law and about the stake that they play in the electoral process na lahat tayo may kapangyarihan kung ayaw talaga natin ng isang kandidato, we have these kinds of avenues. So I, I hope that is the takeaway from this process. It takes away a lot of time and resources from us. Pero tignan mo, kung hindi to nag-file, malalaman ba natin na meron siyang conviction? Kasi ako hindi ko alam na meron pala siyang conviction noong 1997. And those are the kinds of information that is important for us to know because we are going to vote for the highest position of the land. So, meron din naman siyang educational purpose and, you know, um, people empowerment. Yeah. And para sa point mo na kaya sila nag, ano, ayaw talaga nila magkaroon ng panibagong Marcos na naman na presidente. And we know why, uh, history knows why we have a lot of documents, uh, uh, credible documents and anecdotes. And those still living, they know what happened during the past Marcos presidency, the martial law. But again, that's for another podcast episode and we have a lot of stories on that. So, uh, napakadami natin pinag-usapan ngayon, napakalalim kasi or napaka-complicated. Hindi mo complicated pero parang madaming uh, nuances yung nangyayari ngayon sa Kamalik pagdating sa kandidasini Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. And so, thank you so much Dwight and Lian for joining me this, this evening. Alam ko medyo parang mahirap pa yun na mag-definite answers sa mga questions natin kasi all in the air pa yung mga petitions. Inaabangan pa tayo. Alam ko kayo, hindi kayo nakatulog ng maayos kasi inaabangan nyo yung final decision sa uh, the other petitions. So, siguro pag lumabas na yung final-final, ibabalik ko ulit kayo sa podcast ito at sana pumalik ulit kayo kahit na alam natin napaka-busy na ng mga sitwasyon. Sure, sure the best. <laughs> Thank you listeners for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapture and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapture Plus. Kung meron ka namang gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede ka mag-email sa investigative at rapture.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories. If you enjoyed this podcast, help us continue to do what we do by contributing to Rappler. You can support us by making a donation of any amount through rplr.co slash support Rappler. That's rplr.co slash support Rappler. Or click on the link in the description. Your donation directly supports fearless, independent journalism in the Philippines.